When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The movies are back, baby. And if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five Y's. Movies Baby! Forever! Dog! Oh, oh, we need some okay? water. So hot. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, is yes, this the hot springs? I, actually, water doesn't help. Milk is better. Oh, uh, juice is better. Oh. It's in my purse. Or if you have bread, bread possibly. Bread, bread, bread. bread. You need to get bread. You need Ooh. to get bread at once. Oh, I need to get bread. Uh, welcome back for another <laughs> steaming, <laughs> piping, piping, scalding, serving of hot <laughs> It's our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives. Lives. Issues in politics. Politics. And take a deep dive into the DMs. DMs. Deep dive in the DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into some hot Uh, How's it going, quarantine diva du jour? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm trying to find ways to like help others every day, even if that's just like FaceTiming them or like, you know, just being. Me. Oh, I'll see you. I'll see you at Reyes tonight. Girl, Reyes see- for for quarantine queen. I'll, I'll see you. you there. Reyes um, Instagram live. I'll see you there. I I'll be there at seven fifty seven waiting. I mean, there sometimes they force a line. <laughs> Just tapping your fingers. Tap, tap, tapping. Phone. Just putting on two nails just to just so I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> getting the Venmos ready, getting the tips ready, just ironing my ones for the girls. You know, the one on uh was it Monday, the Legends Only? With Mimi Marks, yeah. That I was just I was blown away. Rhea continues to bring us quality programming uh day after day, day after day, after week after week. And and the crazy thing is she hasn't gotten out of drag since March 13th. <laughs> and she looks no great. No one gets out of drag. No Eva. one gets out of drags. Pass me. Pass. Oh, you broke the pipe. 
Joshua Miller has ceased to exist and Rhea has taken over. The monster has bloomed. <laughs> um, Remember when Rhea used to only use her natural hair and didn't wear wigs? Oh, girl, I bring up those pictures remember? all the time. Whenever I need to win an argument, I was like, you didn't wear a wig for five years. That was her thing. She was like yeah. the Paul Ryder, like she didn't uh, wear pads though either. Thing. Remember, like her and Morgan, they were like skinny girls. West Coast girls don't pad, you know. I'm just like a supermodel. Like I don't do all that. Yeah, that's, that's like, more of a East Coast pageant I, thing. Why would I put like a pillow on my butt? You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, and then she started doing the little wiglets and half wigs, and like, ooh, I'll put some blue tracks in. And then it was. Then once she got into your wig wardrobe, it was all over. <laughs> Generous wig wardrobe provided by your best friend. <laughs> Just take whatever. <laughs> oh. We live. Friday, April 24th, a uh. four-week special event called RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Girl, I don't I don't know who they were calling it a secret, but literally they were calling people to do it. And then those people were calling us saying, hey, will you be my drag queen for this? I'm going to ask them if it could be you. I was like, they're not going to say yes, you idiot. It's nobody's secret. Once you tell one faggot, it is not a secret. Yeah, but it's it's a loose secret. A loose secret. Yeah. 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 Uh, How's your whole loose secret? (laughs) But uh, they Sitting on a secret. (laughs) Sitting on a secret. Um, um, but you can speculate about this person who wrote in with a question about Celebrity Drag Race. Oh, cool. okay. From Aleka. Um, hello, Blas that's and Bubbles. How I, that's how I say my name when I've had too many drinks. <laughs> my name's Aleka. Put on Aleka's cap. That's how I try to speak to my in-home um, uh, <laughs> device. device. Aleka, <laughs> play music. <laughs> play RuPaul music. <laughs> Okay, from Aleka. <laughs> Aleka! <laughs> this week, we began to receive teasers for RuPaul's Celebrity Secret Drag Race. While no contestants were officially revealed, it's seemingly very likely that they will be having AFAB celebrity contestants presenting in-queen and possibly king personas. It feels like a really big slap in the face to those of us who've been campaigning for the regular show to feature a variety of drag entertainers. I would love to hear what you dolls have to say on the matter, given your eloquent statements when the season 12 cast was announced. I'm a Dallas native, and the idea that the current show wouldn't allow Crystal Summers on the show to show these girls how a proper lip sync is done is absolutely criminal. Shade rattle? (laughs) In hopes of... In hopes of getting your attention, below is my drick. I'm a, it's a bit above average length, thicker than average as well. And sorry for the no balls angle, Willem, but I hope you like it. Wishing you well, Alakazam. Oh, Alakazam. Good drag name. Alakazam! <laughs> oh, damn. And that is a wand, bitch. Magic wand. You've got the magic stick. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, I think this is something that we can have a further discussion about once the... um. Once the cast is announced, once we see who's on the show, what the treatment of people is. Yeah. Because I know that I know that on Drag U, they put, you know, they put cis women in drag um every every week, right? Yeah. I was there. I was a professor. So um uh, head of the class. Mm-hmm. De- Dean of oral studies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, so I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's a good point. I would like to see all types of drag represented. Me too. Um, because as always, that's what actual drag <laughs> looks like in real life. So if we're going to be seeing drag kings, if we're going to be seeing AFAB um, queens performing and, and being in drag on TV, that's always great. Um, and, you know, I would love to see that expand into the, you know, into the main show as well. I can't think of any. Never mind. I'm going to stop talking right there. What? <laughs> I was going to say something that I already realized was untrue. I was going to say I can't think of any girl who's been on Drag Race that would think differently. But I know of girls on Drag Race who don't think that trans people should be on sometimes or AFAB girls or some other people. Like I've heard it them say it. I used to be one of those people. I was actually just in a mirror. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was all a lie. Uh, yeah. So never mind. I'm going to stop with that thing. I was going to say if we could all, if every girl from the show could come out and say, we want this to happen. I wonder if they would take it more seriously. But that would be a hard petition to fill. <laughs> anyway, did you see this drag queen who passed out on her live stream? I got a text from <laughs> Detox. I woke up to pee around ah. like 2 a.m., and I get a text from Detox in the group with Vicky that says now with just a link. And it goes to this link of this bitch. She had, by the time I got there, she had already had, she had her, she had her wig off, but her makeup was still on. And then it went south. She just started scraping her face. It was the funniest thing. And like, there were so many people just going up in the comments and she made bank. I think she made like $190 in tips or 1900. I forget one of the two. We are, of course, talking about Anahi Santos. Turning it. Who, who was doing a Facebook Live. And, she, girl, she had been going through it and she fell asleep. She was booked so, for the feed. She was, she was booked. It was not a tip spot. And, um, listen, I, it's, there's a reason why this resonates with people so much. I think it's just because, like, we're all doing lives at such <laughs> a rapid pace right now. That it does get, I mean, it does get exhausting. And uh, it's also very intimate, like having a camera very close to you that everybody can see you this close. So it's like, it's it's really, um, it's a moment of like intimate vulnerability that Anahi shared with us. And it already has 40k views on her Facebook page. Girl, I put it on the beatdown. It was so funny. I lived. Now, when I fall asleep in drag, which when that, I do this, I think that's it, called passing out. <laughs> Alaka, Alaka, uh, roll around the bread, Alaka. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I usually in, intently go to sleep in drag. Like if I have to get up really early, early into yeah. the show, I'll keep my eyes and my eyebrows on. And then, like, scrape the rest off and then just reapply in the morning. And it saves a ridiculous amount of time. Done it. Been there. But I've never fallen asleep in full drag. And I think it's interesting that she, like, just sort of is, like, ripping stuff off of herself. <laughs> like her. it, was, it, was it an act? Or was it... No, she, she was, was just drunk a, boots. She was... Oh, she was drunk. Okay. Oh, dr she, she, oh, she passed out. She may have been sleepy, but she definitely also passed out. She almost threw up three different times. 
She had to go off screen and just burp like for a good 30 seconds. Sounded like fucking Willy Wonka's granddad up the ceiling. Just burpy, burpy, burpy. And then she uh, she sat down and she eventually did her reveal. And I I was thinking that the only brown flower I liked more than this was Nina and Tammy because this brown flower dress, this reveal coat was I don't know. House of brown flowers. Something told me that there would be a reveal. I don't know what gave it away. <laughs> what <laughs> could it? Yeah, I don't uh-huh. know. It, I don't know how you saw that coming. I really don't. Yeah, usually I'm better at this. Like, I can spot that. <laughs> you know who had amazing reveals was Mimi Marks the other night? Oh, always. How was she doing? Her swimsuit kept changing color. Can I tell did you? Did you notice? Can I tell you something? One of my friends uh, asked her how she did that, and she wouldn't tell her, I think. Because uh, it it's <laughs> like a magic trick. Yeah, it is. Because it, totally it is, is a magic trick. And she she would just turn around and like ever so slightly turn back around and like suddenly the pink swimsuit was black. And then suddenly it was pink again. And so it was like something was happening and there were no, there was no peeping of the underneath color. There were it, no peepings? It was a, it was very scanty, very tight. And it was like, there's no way that, I don't know. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Well, uh, I mean, as is an Anahi Santos. Drag excellence all around. <laughs> yes. Oh, excellent. Oh, <laughs> Play Superstar by RuPaul. <laughs> Play Frat Queen. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, did you so- see AOC's Frackville? Can we talk about that? <laughs> the day after AOC was a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race and a great judge, uh, a, a bill was announced on the floor. For that, and it was sponsored by AOC, or she was a signer on it. I think I have some of this information right. Um, most of it, some of it might be wrong. So, uh, but I think some of it's right. Yeah, I saw the meme that put them side by side. It was like AOC announces a fracking bill, and then it's the picture of them on the judging panel, and the caption was, "I hate to see old friends fall out." <laughs> I uh, yeah, fracking is bad. It's still, it was, it was back then and it still is. <laughs> okay. Um, rainbow, wait, That's rainbow so submission, rainbow spotlight fan, fan submission. submission. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Well, a lot of people send in and I chose one. How wonderful. I love that. Okay. So this, this says greetings, Alaska Willem and Dipper. Thank you for continuing produce, continuing to produce the thank you considering <laughs> produce fabulous content in these trying times i look forward to the chasems and gossingtons every week but are you a chasem or a gossington but as of late your humor and perspectives have really helped me stay positive you are all truly queens for the people i'm writing with a music recommendation and a music question i love your rainbow spotlight segment and i think you'd all dig the new 100 gex remix of Gek to You featuring Dorian Electra. Laura Les and Dylan Brady are the duo behind 100 Gecks. That's G-E-C-S. And Laura is a transgender woman whom we stan. And Dorian Electra is a transgender fluid daddy whom we live for. A queer hyperpop collab at its finest. Additionally, all the recent fuckery and faggotry surrounding the anticipated LG6 has had me wondering... When the Gaia of Glamton herself will gift us with AF4. 
four, Alaska Thunderbug album mm-hmm. four, not counting AAA um, or Alaska and Jeremy. Um, Alaska, when should we expect new music from you? Have any tips on staying creative? What do you do when you're looking for new ideas? Lastly, I know we were blessed with a Dipper feature on Vagina, hands up, bow down, but a track with both Dipper and Willem on AF4 would most certainly teleport us to Mars. (laughs) Much love to you all. Attached is the song as well, a, a, a pair of explicit tricks belonging to my partner and I. We stand the pod, wear sunscreen and leopard print. Grayson. Work, Grayson. Thank you for the letter. That's the so... dicks are bulbous. <laughs> the nails are painted. The nails, are, the the members are turgid. <laughs> Very turgid. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Um, honestly, I think that uh, I listened to one of our podcasts too this week, and I liked it. Like it was just like a little moment where I was like, oh, I I forgot I said that. But yeah. like it was kind of nice and like. It's one of those things I listen to on the walk up to the studio, which is like maybe like 10 minutes less than that. I was just like, this is a nice like walk thing, listening to a podcast or something. It is. It's very comforting. And I also just really enjoy doing it. So I'm I'm really proud of the product that we uh, that we create. So thank you, guys. Once Um, once they tune out the echo from my bussy. Do you have (laughs) do you have uh, tips on staying creative? during? Um, uh, during this time, I've I've kind of just been doing what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try not to watch if if I'm watching TV. I try to like do like crunches during the commercials, or like go outside and walk around the block at least once every like two hours. Yeah, I try not to like sit in the same spot for too long. Yeah, move a muscle, change a thought. That's what they say. <laughs> I'm reading it's a new true. book. But you're, I mean, as far as the creativity goes, you're also that, what book is this? Is that Jenny McCarthy? Open Book by Jessica Simpson. Oh, I love that. Yeah, me too. Uh, you're very that girl who, uh, you're, you you seem to be an ever-flowing fountain of creative ideas, but I I feel like you you keep track of your ideas as they come to you, and then you like keep a checklist and like, Whenever you have the next moment, you're like, let's do something off this checklist. Is that how you operate? Uh, in, in a sense, yes, very much so. And the checklist is like right on my calendar. I cross stuff out when I'm done. It makes me feel accomplished. I like having lists. And um, I, you kind of do the same thing. You have the file, you know? It's like my idea file. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. I, I write it in marker real big. Because these things come to us when we're least expecting them. And sometimes, you know, especially now that it's like quarantine time, it's very like, well, this is the time to get out the file and start checking things off. As far as new music. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. I want to be on your album. Uh, That would be so fun. And I do you have any do you have any tips on uh, creativity and all that during this time? I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just like doing something. So it's like finding the the gateway into it, which is like, which is like enthusiasm. So finding the part of it that's enthusi- that you're enthusiastic to start with and start there. And then from there, it's other stuff sort of starts to happen. So just like start somewhere and like do it. Gorge. Well, I salute you and I salute uh, Gek to you featuring Dorian Electra. Salute. 100 Gex. 
take Gex a listen. To you remix. Let's take a listen. I don't know what your real name is, but I want you so bad. I don't know how to be alone. I'm always picking up the phone. About to make my call. I'm trying to my car up with a beat, cause I know that I'm sitting all alone in the car. You're on the phone, and I say I need love. Can you get to me now? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag Drag. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. This episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love them all. They're all my babies. I've read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if, uh, lots. Of, I love a Helix party, uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home, so that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash 
drag. And use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good, I'm going to say it again. That's helixsleep.com slash drag. And use code HELIXPARTNER20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Oh, fuck everybody. Get get your pitch pipe, because it's time to sing the theme song for the next segment, which is... Let's get political, political, I wanna get political, come on, let's get political, oh yeah! Just a little political. Come on, come on. Super fire political. Um, so Barack Obama and Bernie Sanders endorsed Joe Biden. I watched Barack's uh, endorsement video on Instagram yesterday. Um, it was like nine or 11 minutes. And I was like, okay, I could do this. Um, and they told me like stuff about Biden. I didn't know some some things, I guess. It was kind of like a uh, this guy, he... He's got, he lost his son. He's a veteran. He's this, he's that. They were trying to make him relatable to everybody and not just another mm-hmm. white man seeking yeah. power. Um, but, you know, vote blue no matter what you do. I'm good on him. What about you? Yeah. I mean, the uh, the current uh, the current person in office is really uh, fucked up. Trash. And fucking up. Just as I thought. Trash. Trash. Uh, and so, yeah. Did you just see, did you see he declared himself king? It's too, it's just far, the level of unprofessionalism is far too much. And you know what? Last time, he only won by a very small margin. So let's get it together and just get him out, okay? Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Let's do that right um, now. I heard something, and this is, uh, like, obviously... I don't know. It's coming out of my mouth, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, somebody was saying that the postal system is basically on the verge of collapse due to, like, COVID and shortages and, like, monies that they need. And Donald Trump apparently doesn't want to bail them out and did not—or the Republicans did not pass some sort of measure that would have helped the post office. And I think I read that it was because they thought that Donald Trump would definitely lose if it was only— uh, mail-in votes or something like that. Like a mail-in vote, if we were still in quarantine, would not be in Donald Trump's favor at all, apparently. But Yeah, so that's the thing. The president reportedly said that he wouldn't sign the CARES Act, which is the, the huge stimulus package, $2.2 trillion. He wouldn't sign it if it contained bailout funding for the U.S. Postal Service. This is according to the Washington Post. So, like you said, there's reasoning behind this. First of all, the U.S. Postal Service, I feel like, has been kind of like hanging on by a thread for years anyway. My mailman looks like he needs the last rights every time (laughs) he comes to my door. (laughs) He hates me. But, like, it's a whole-ass system. I mean, and and... It's pretty remarkable that you can put a piece of paper in a box and it can end up in a couple days across the country. That's remarkable. And you can do that for paying 30 cents. 
So the fact that they've been like kind of on their last legs for a while is no surprise, but they are hit especially hard by this, uh, by COVID, by the, by the quarantine, by the economy. So they need bailing out because they provide a vital service. 20 mailmen have died too. Right. So the, the idea as to why the president wouldn't want the U.S. Postal Service to function is because be- we're looking at potentially the huge election coming up may have to happen via mail, right? That's what I've be- heard. Oh. Uh, or like any elections in general need to happen some other way than being in person because it's not safe. So that would mean mail-in ballots. But they don't want mail-in ballots because statistically, if people mail in ballots or you can do the early or the absentee ballots, those generally skew blue in really in like historically speaking. And so they his side, his team, they don't want that. And so this is like some weird strategic using this crisis as like a political like one two punch and it's fucking late and it's fucking stupid so what can we do there's a petition or something uh yeah there's a petition if you text usps to 50409 you can sign the petition doing it now and there is also um there's sort of like a initiative to try to get money to the postal service like to buy stamps or oh i need uh, stamps yeah so there's just sort of like a social um movement to support and and one way to get money into the system is to like buy a bunch of stamps that you might need for postcards or whatever or um use their services buy their envelopes like pay for postage and use usps yeah well uh let's Let's fucking do that. Let's sign that petition. That's 50409, and you can text USPS to that. It's and really you can join the petition. It's really easy. I just did it. You're looking at it. They text you, they get your first, last name. You agree to sign it, and then it basically electronically signs oh it for God. you. And uh, it te- you put in your mailing address, and that's it. It's, so it's really easy and uh, way easier than actually going to the post office. Five oh four oh nine USPS. There's a bitch named Joyce who works at our post office, and she takes no <laughs> shit. If people yell at her, she, she will she will just look them right in the eye like a confused squirrel, and then when they're done, she'll say, "Okay, yeah, I'll I'll be right back," and she'll just be helpful <laughs> as all, like dealing with all this shit from all these people. But Joyce holds it down, fucking on uh on Wilcox, bitch. She's the one. We support and we live. Yeah. Um, We'd also like to support an organization each week. And our second one that we're featuring is Bruce Beckham, who is a, uh, you may recognize him from such hits as AAA. He was one of the bitches that walked this way with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bruce has this great idea. He's donating all his OnlyFans income for for April to COVID-19. And um, I think that's an amazing way to uh you know give back you can jerk off for a good cause literally 
this is very generous and very amazing and very fun. Yeah. So Bruce Beckham, he's Bruce Beckham XXX on Twitter. So you can check out what he's doing. And uh, yeah, so this is OnlyFans with a fun twist. You can OnlyFans for a good call. What did you call him? (laughs) (laughs) And I went, I took the liberty to check out Bruce Beckham's Twitter and it, it's it's good to know that he is doing solo uh, content and not being one of these motherfucks who goes out and uh, has orgies on Easter and shit like that. So we salute you, Bruce Beckham. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for creating great content and giving a giving to the COVID-19 Global Relief Charity. And he's also put out a call to fellow performers to contribute any percentage mm-hmm. to charity. Should we do a percentage of our um I actually have I actually have some stuff coming up with uh my makeup company that's happening and kimchi I just got some makeup and she donates two percent of all of her profits to the Trevor project. So I'm gonna oh, start that. donating to the LA LGBT Center two point one percent of all my profits Jaded from my makeup. Mm-hmm. Yes. You showed her <laughs> two point one darling. And um I think it's a great way to call people out to keep helping and everything like nominating other people to do it. Um Bruce is awesome. Good idea. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Oh my goodness. Ooh, it's dark in here. It is very dark. Is that your breast? Do you have a torch? It is. (laughs) do. Not that I can feel it, but... (laughs) We are, of course, going spelunking, unking, 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 deep inside into the, the DM. DM. Remember to email your questions to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Ding. That's right. Be part of the pod. Be part of the fun. Yeah. Our first message is regarding DeBarge. Uh, yep, I was wrong. On the topic of DeBarge. DeBarge. Okay. This says, hey, Alaska Willem, and the thickness that is, Big Dipper. I listen to the pod every time I see a new one listed. I even listen to the old ones when I'm at the gym. Well, when it was normal out, sad music plays. I figure that I would write in and tell you that the young man Willem seems to love so much, Quincy Taylor Brown, Mm. is not Elder Barge's son, but the son of R&B singer Al B. Shore. And the late model and wife of P. Diddy, Kim Porter. I know it's such a meh bit of information, but I figured I'd let you guys know. FYI, the daddy was fine back in the day. Anyway, that's all I had to say, but here's my dick for y'all, and especially Dipper to enjoy, representing for the big guys here. Thank you. Hell yeah. Um, uh, It is pierced and tied up and... um. He ain't going through the metal detector like that. <laughs> There's one of those huge um, balls. Ball stretchers. Ball chokers. Uh-huh. He's got a lock on his neck. And a pierce, uh, a pin, Prince Al, I guess a Prince Albert, a, uh, a rod through yeah, the... That's a Prince Albert. Um, it's not the, the piercing is named a Prince Albert. The jewelry isn't necessarily a Prince Albert type of thing. And then his hat says ride fast, which I would. <laughs> 
and yeah. hard. <laughs> thank you for the note, and thank you for clarifying yeah. that the the um the son of Eldebarge is not the son of Eldebarge. So Willem, you've wrong. been lusting after a stranger all this time. Never done that. I, uh, I'd like to say more about this gentleman's cock. I would write it fast, hard, and loose. <laughs> Gape for me Gape This next one comes from Andreas He says Hey Race Chaser fam Can we talk about how there are no prizes this season For the week's winner I mean cash Mm. is cash I won't complain That's exactly what you're doing But where is the stone dresses The jewels (laughs) The luggages The year's supply of Wigs Like no sponsorships this season I just found that a little strange Love you all Was bum drag con LA was cancelled And was wanting to was wanting to me you Willem again 2021 will be the year to meet again. Thanks for listening, Andreas. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um I th- it's a good bo- thanks for listening. Um it's I, a good point. I think he's he's a little wrong though because some of the people that she's mentioned like Bubbly Sparkly Water, I'm sure they're sponsors and they get yeah. they they give the prize money. That's how sponsors get on is they give money basically and product and that money is translated into sometimes being the prize money. That's what it was yeah. when OCC was approached about sponsorship. And I know some other makeup people that have told me that <laughs> the sponsorship isn't, is in no one's best interest basically other than theirs because it's okay. You get like two, three mentions and that's it. It's very specific. The guy that did, um, he was, uh, I can't say his name, but, he was a sponsor one year and they said his name they said that his product's name twice and they showed someone talking about his product but not using it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And he paid a hundred thousand dollars. That's so upsetting. <laughs> is there a is there a major makeup sponsor this year? I don't know. Anastasia. It, it sort of, okay. And I think so, you get a year's supply. I think it just um I think it the the fact that I I am an avid watcher of the show and I haven't noticed that really that the the prizes have been gone, I think makes it seem makes kind of proves that they're kind of maybe like super, like unnecessary, um, superfluous, super superfluous, extra yeah. anus. So I sorry, extraneous. Think, I think that the queens probably appreciate some cash dollars more than, you know, a prize that they have to, like, chase down that they may or may not need. Mm -hmm. $5,000 as a tip is kind of stunning as a prize. Give me the ducats. I don't need a ruffle coat with giant paillettes, price tag gun to, to it. Like, I'm good. And like you said, the show is still chock full of, uh, you know, product placements. I mean, we have the bubbly sparkling water. We just had the wigs and grace, the um, fierce, fierce Avenue shoes or whatever it was. So, um, the shows like this, that's not journalism from, (laughs) from uh, product (laughs) placement. And we love the product placement, but I think it's better for the Queens to get the $5,000. The next message is from Ari. Hello, Alaska Willem and Big Dipper. I'm an 18-year-old lesbian with two moms who is currently struggling a lot with my own sexuality. I'm very confident with who I am, but it's the idea of coming out that I struggle with a lot. 
Growing up, I was always told that because my mother was gay, I'd turn out gay too, which always hurt and confused me to hear as a child. As I got older and came to terms with my sexuality, fear immediately kicked in. I'm terrified of coming out to my family because I'm scared they won't accept me, even though they've accepted my mom, because of the homophobic belief that gay parents will, quote, turn their kids gay. My mom doesn't believe that my family will be against me, but it took my grandparents 20 years to accept my mother, and I don't want to reverse all my mom's efforts by coming out my Myself. Any advice or thoughts on my situation? Sorry for no nudes. I'm terrified of my own body, but I love you all. Thank you very much. Kindest regards, Ari. I have something quick to say. I never really had to come out. Everybody knew I was gay. I had gay family members. It says it in my baby book. Um, I heard somewhere <laughs> you, it literally does. My mom said he's either going to be a ballerina or gay, quote, when I was three. Um, she called it. Yeah, called it. Um, I, I do, I'm a jazz dancer. Uh, but it was, you stay in for other people. You come out for yourself or something. So once you're done See, living for other people, yeah. you can come out of the closet for yourself because you aren't going to get to be yourself until you do that because it's such an integral part of like, you know, life is like being able to love who you want to love and, you know, or just blow, whatever. I don't know. You do you. But that's what I think. What about you? Did you come out? What was that like? Your mom probably knew. I mean, she has eyes and ears. Yeah. My, I mean, my mom knew and sort of my family knew, it, but there was still the process of like being able to stand in my truth and like, like say it and own it. And, and to be accepted by my family was, was very um, lovely and important. Yeah. So this is the thing, Ari, it's going to happen sooner or later. I mean, you can't, you should come out whenever you are ready, but it's going to happen sooner or later. And those people who know the truth, which is just because you're just because your parents are gay doesn't make you gay, but it sometimes does happen. You are living proof of this. We that, are living <laughs> proof. You can, uh, you know, your your moms will understand that, and if it takes other people a little bit longer. That's on them, and that's not your problem. Totally. I like that you stand in your truth. I kneeled in my truth because my mom caught me sucking a dick when I was nine. <laughs> oh, my God. She shut the door. It was just one of those things where I was like, okay, well, <laughs> guess what? You were right. Your uncle was very embarrassed. Oh, my God. It's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Do you want to read the next, next one from Laveau. Dear Willem, Alaska, and Dirty Dipper Ripperana. Wow. Long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller. My name is Laveau Contraire, and I'm a local drag queen from New Orleans, Louisiana. I wanted to let you know about an online drag festival that I'm producing with my longtime drag bestie, Tara Cards. After Tara Cards? Tara Cards. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> After losing all of our gigs, we wanted to provide relief for as many local performers as possible and came together to create Cyber Distancing, which was technically the world's <laughs> first online drag festival. Oh, okay. Uh, while, uh, while I have not attached a picture of my explicit trick, I have attached a copy of our press release. Oh, so you can learn more about the show. You can follow us at, at Cyber Distancing on Facebook and Instagram for updates or emails, or if you'd like to perform in the show. I listen to Race Chaser, Classique, and Hot Goss every week for your award-winning content, and it's definitely helping with the quarantine blues. Thank you for everything that you do. Laveau Contraire. 
The This is amazing. Uh, thank you for sharing this. The Cyber Distancing Too Cyber Too Distant, a monthly digital drag experience. Okay. It's next uh, weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, April 23rd okay. and mm-hmm. April 24th. And it starts at 7 p.m. And there's also a special daytime pre- mm-hmm. special daytime presentation uh, of a cyber brunch, too. And that's oh. that's going to be the 25th. They'll be doing one seating at 11 a.m. via Zoom. And the suggested donation is $10 to see a lot of drag. This is exciting. And thank you for sharing this with us because I think that I think it's great because this is a way we can go to a fucking show in New Orleans. Yeah. And and see the queens from New Orleans without ha- without having to get on an airplane or a bus, whatever, or having to so go to the is... corner pocket later. Right. I mean, I'll I mean, see you at the I'll see you there pocket. though. <laughs> Once the quarantine is lifted. <laughs> oh, girl, meet me there. Uh, so thank you for sharing that, Laveau and Tara. <laughs> Why were there birds at the strip bar? <laughs> I meant to Honey, I was bird watching. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a stork. <laughs> Then I, um, I, I think I think this is great. Maybe I can even perform in it. I don't know who I could borrow a bobby pin from, though. Wow, you can you can find out more at cyberdistancing.net or at cyberdistancing on Instagram. I'll definitely be checking them out. So thank you for sharing that, Laveau. <laughs> um, the next message. Oh wow! What this meme that they send in a message about? Oh next. my god! Right from Kyle. This meme just got bigger and bigger. Oh my god. <laughs> Crystal typing, who the fuck is Elder Barge? RuPaul. RuPaul typing, who the fuck is Poppy? The the Statue of Liberty typing, who the fuck is Britta? Uh, Patricia Quinn typing, who the fuck is Aiden Zane? Madonna typing, who the fuck is Michelle Visage? RuPaul typing, who the fuck is Jan? And then <laughs> Predator. the Predator monster <laughs> saying, who the fuck is Allison Mossy? Wait, wow. wait, wait. No, that's Thorgy. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god my bad <laughs> the predator we're, go- we're gonna post that on our instagram which is race chaser pod see you there uh the next letter comes from maria hi alabama alaska wilhelm von funkenstein the third and big disco county jr your podcast is a wow. bright spot in my social distancing walks thank you oh bitch she walks and listens too hey i have a question mm-hmm. about the dick pics people send you do you think they are all real uh I don't think anybody drew a cartoon of them. If not, can you spot the ones pulled from the internet? They're all pulled from the internet. Isn't there a way you can plug them into Google Images (laughs) and find out if they've been pulled for porn or public domain? I just wonder if some of the guys are sending you ringer dicks. Perhaps it doesn't matter either way to y'all. I think it's sweet Willem pumps up these fans with self-esteem, but is it really the dude's dick? Do you have any stories about grinder dick pics that ended up looking suspiciously different in real life? Or dricks sent in that were definitely not from the fellas? Also, why do you call them dricks? Short for drippy dicks? Droopy dicks? Inquiring minds want to know. Air kisses. Maria. Um... (laughs) We call them dricks because there was a spelling error in one of the the outlines. (laughs) You know, I knew that guy. I knew that guy who had the Shutterstock tattoo all over himself. I knew his dick looked suspicious. <laughs> Public domain dick pics. Oh my god, are those a thing? Pubic domain dick pics. 
I think it's been an honor system up to this point. And I'm confident that everyone has been honest because we live in this age where everyone has a camera in their fucking pocket at all times. Everyone has taken pictures of their fucking their, their fucking nude members. I mean, it's just the thing that people do. And I haven't I, I haven't had any red flags that none, none of them have looked really that suspicious. Well, if me, it's red, you want to get a treatment. <laughs> Um, I there's a picture of my balls on one of my shirts, the Make America Gape Again shirt. That's uh-huh. available on my website. And Ooh. people were shocked that it was me, but I was like, I don't understand how this would surprise you if you if you're a fan of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, she's she's always the queen of controversy. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of her hole. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, have you ever had any suspicious fake dick pics on, like, Grindr or... There there have definitely been occasions where I have hooked up with someone and I knew the member, as soon as it went in my mouth, was not the one in the picture. Mm. Because I'm like, okay, no, this is not that dick. Because the dick mm-hmm. that I was excited for, I spent 45 minutes face down on a bathroom floor for cleaning my asshole out. The dick mm-hmm. that I got, I needed maybe... Um, like 10 minutes, a squirt, and then a prayer, and I would have been fine. Yeah, misrepresenting yourself in any way is rude, disrespectful, tacky, not, so not nice, and it can also get you disqualified from Drag Race. So True. just don't oh, do it. I watched the whole Nikki Exotica live stream with um, one of Sherry's victims. Uh, I, think I his name couldn't was look away from Nikki Exotica's face. Oh, she's gorgeous. That mug. Mug, mama. Um, but- I couldn't look away from her mug. And journalism, girl. So, yeah. She it, apparently, Sherry was still catfishing in March. Like, d- in the same. Oh, wait. Really? The, in, I didn't. In I the wasn't same week as her apology, she was still using that email. For Miss Allison Mosey. Ooh, you know, that's terrible. Yeah, it just gets worse. Just unforgivable it? for sure. But yeah, um cool. the next Not guy, good. DJ, wrote in and has I forwarded to the end where his dick was. It's great. You should read this. Dear Alaska Willem and Big Dipper, I hope you and your loved ones are healthy and doing well. Standard Corona email greeting. I have two questions on the logistics of some of the challenges on drag race. And this week's uh, on this season's Rusical episode, the queens chose a Madonna look that corresponded to a certain era. Do they know the eras before they leave to compete? Are they assigned a look? The editing seems like they have to duke it out over their choices, like Britt and Gigi. The only reason I ask is who makes the outfits. If the queens know the eras beforehand, I'm assuming they bring them. If they have to choose on the spot, are their materials lying around? Um... Uh, uh, also, when the queens make an outfit, like in the balls ball, based on their Instagrams, they apparently can take it home with them. What else can they take home from set? Where does production draw the line? And speaking of balls, here's my junk. You three are amazing. From the work you do to promote political issues to providing consistent award-winning laughs. I've been a Drag Race fan for so long, and hearing you all talk about it with the same excitement I have makes it feel like RuPaul's best friend race. Love, DJ. Oh, D- um, DJ gets a BJ whenever he sees me. Okay, yeah. Um, this is a he's, virtual coupon. He's doing a ball tug just to 
just really just you can get a count pr- on pronounce them. them. There's two. There's two. He uh, has blue t-shirt on, but no pants. No pants. And, and he is grabbing them balls like they fucking stole his lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is my lunch. Get back here, you. Uh... Um, I think you talked about this last week a little bit, that the girls uh, were provided outfits and hair for this particular Madonna thing. Yes. And it's different each time, but I think they want the focus to be on the performance. And so I think it's good that they have someone come in and make these outfits. They whip them out in a really short turnaround time. And they have the hair and the the clothes taken care of. So that way you're judged on your performance, not on how well you can, you know, build an outfit in, in a day, yeah. which I think is good. Now, as far as taking things home with them. Take anything you- that's not strapped down. That's the rule. <laughs> take anything yeah. and everything you can. Um, I, I had enough. I had at least... 48 rolls of of tape when I left. I took so much tape. Um, Yeah. Two girls in season three took sewing machines. (laughs) Uh, People took a mannequin. We took, you can't trust drag queens. We will take stuff. And it's not one of those things where like, you know, oh, you're a human adult, so you're not supposed to steal. You have to specifically tell us not to steal if you don't want us to steal. Because that's what we do. It's also not like you're stealing from a mom and pop store. You're stealing from a television show, which has budget each year for like to replenish all of these things. So at the end, the, anything that's there is, you know, is up for grabs. I think, I think it was Manila Luzon who started this tradition. And uh, I think Delta also, she, she was, she was uh, taking a lot of stuff. Manila, I think took a sewing machine. Carmen got a sewing machine too, I think. <laughs> Work. I say go for it, divas. Me if you're too. on drag race, girl, go for it. And I think a lot of the girls take their creations home with them. I took mine home and like auctioned them off on eBay for LA Gay and Lesbian Center, I think. You know what I didn't take home was my cotton candy dress because it literally was glued onto my onto me and it was a pile of garbage when I took it off. Oh, so when you were wearing it, I saw it. It wasn't uh never mind. It was actually really nice. It won the challenge. Uh, it's weird that I can't go for a walk, but I can certainly backtrack. Uh, you better. Because <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, wait, no, it was nice. Yeah. It looked good. It looked good. Yeah, I was like Martha on uh, Making the Cut, and I had glued it to my body, but you know what that's <laughs> uh, Well, thank you so much for listening to Hot Goss <laughs> this week. Thank you. You can send us your Hot questions God. to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com and good questions and nudity get priority boarding access. That's right. We had so many great questions this week, so thank you. Um, we also have bi- bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem, and you can sign up to be a patron and support us. Just search using the hashtag RaceChaser, and you can watch the videos a la carte. Follow us on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 and at RaceChaserPod. We will be back next week with more piping, piping. steaming, steaming. Scalding. scalding, boiling, boiling. hot <laughs> Hot 
Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. <laughs>